Uh, welcome to episode 23, the final one of season one uh, of the Cuckoo's Cast. Thank you so much, everyone, for downloading and listening in. Um, it started off as something that I thought might last a couple of weeks, but when suddenly players wanted to start coming on and tell their stories, um, and the club were obviously keen for it to carry on and almost become sort of semi-legit on the official website. Um, it felt like we had to carry on. And to get 23 episodes in in the opening season is something that um, I think I'm quite proud of, actually. I didn't think that, uh, as I say, that we'd make it. So thanks again to everyone who's uh, who's tuned in and listened. This is our season uh, finale. Um, this is the one. This is the one you've all been waiting for. Um, so we've got three guests on. Uh, all telling their story of the season. Um, no interruptions, no me waffling on, no me asking them whether the home kit or the away kit's their favourite or any other random questions. Just them telling their story about the season from uh, from their perspective. And it's been a great one. I think we've got to uh, take, take notice of that, take stock of that and enjoy it. Um, and yeah, we'll be talking about the future of the of the pod at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode as well. So uh, sit back and enjoy. First up in the hot seat uh, for the season review is Cuckoo's legend, uh, now former player and star of the podcast uh, for a couple of episodes now, and I suspect in future episodes as well, it's, uh, it's Carl Nolan. So, season review, 2021-2022. Start of the season, I must admit, I think, and don't just speak for myself here, I think everyone was a little bit worried how things were going to go. We had a very young, raw team, um, a few old heads in there. Um, but we were joining the Northern League, so we were a bit unsure about how things were actually going to pan out. Um, there were lots of changes, so it's a new set, you know, starting 11 really. We had quite a lot of the old guys there, but still a lot of, you know, a lot of young lads, a lot of young lads under 20 starting in our back four, so a lot of things have changed. Um, things weren't good at the start. We had that win against Spalding, which I think lulled us in, thinking, you know, actually, we're going to do right here. We went for a torrid form where we lost quite a lot of the early games. And then after that bad run, we kind of hit some good set of form around December, January, which really helped us out. Before that, we were kind of in relegation form. So that December, January really sorted us out with, you know, wins over Spalding again and then Stanford. So that actually, you know, galvanised the team. I think towards the end of the season, things sort of fizzled out a little bit. I think as soon as we kind of knew we were safe, um, you know, the performances weren't there, which is kind of a natural thing after all that pent up sort of worry about thinking we weren't going to actually be in the league to actually feeling safe, you know, you know, naturally things were going to drop off. I think notable things for me during the season is that the young back four I mentioned at the start kind of really came into their own. Towards the end of the season, we've got three of the back four that are all under 20 um, or there or thereabouts, you know, and that's really good for the, you know, the team moving into the next season as well. I think from the season again, I think one thing we need to nail down is a goalkeeper. Um, we got let down a lot during the season regarding that, and that's not something that you want, you know, in a football team to really settle a defensive unit if you know the goalkeeper's changing week in week out. I think the notable players for me during the season, I think Spenny obviously he's you know he performed multiple roles, one being the goalkeeper himself, um, but he was you know he was a constant throughout the whole season, and you know he put nothing but 100% in, which you know galvanised a lot of the team around him. You had Daniel Cotton and Liam Hook performing well again during the season, being a couple of the older guys and JP as well. But I think players like Carl Rowell at left back, you know, he had some time out of the team when um, Smithy came in, but he really performed well, you know, towards the end of the season, especially when he was getting that good run of form. 
Um, Toby and Bradley have done really well for themselves, and Connor, obviously, coming from Peterborough over to us, really helped us out as well. So I think, you know, a lot of the young lads have really done well for themselves. Tom Wormsley is Tom Wormsley. He does what he does. Don't move outside the six-yard box and he'll score goals for you. Um, so another good season from all the guys. The um, the thing I think from that season on, I think it's going to set us in good stead for the next year. Um, and, you know, I'm talking as if I'm playing still, but obviously I won't be there next year, but I'm going to be behind the boys 100% from the sideline and try my best behind the scenes to keep everyone uh, motivated, maybe at training now and again to show my face. But yeah, that's uh, that's my season review. Cheers for that, Knowles. Uh, we'll move straight on. Um, assistant gaffer Scott Bogus um, with a crackly line, but um, managed to tell us all about the season from his perspective. Um, over to you, Boggs. Uh, this is in two parts. Um, there is a bit of a cutout in the middle, but you'll you'll get you'll get to hear it all. Um, as you asked, mate. I'm just uh, just doing a a little note to you just to uh, see how the season went. A little quick review, really, uh, for the podcast and everything like that. Um, yeah. Eventful season, all in all, I, I would say. Um, I'd say probably a good season, as in what we achieved. So we stayed in the league. Um, we came, obviously, 14th in, in the end uh, on 41 points. So we got to that, what I would say, that four, you know, just over the 40-point mark where I think you need to be. Um, obviously not to, you know, come in the top half of the table, but as, as soon as you can get to that 40-point mark, I think that's a realistic kind of target to say, right, that's your safety net. Um, and to be honest, going into next season, that'll, that'll be that'll be the um, the target. The target and the aim is to get to 40 points as quick as, quick as possible. Um, and then go from there, really. But, yeah, all in all, I mean, 38 games in the league, minus 36 goals conceded, um, goal difference, sorry, um, which actually was the fourth worst goal difference in the league. Um, but as I said, finished 14th. So um, I don't know how that works. But obviously that's something that we need to look at and reflect on for next season, is that uh, goal difference, minus 36, that's not going to help. But then again, as Yaxi teams in the past, um, and even now, um, as you can, uh, if you look in the league table, there weren't many many draws in there. It was wins or losses, um, which kind of tells you um, how we play and the style that we play. Um, you'll uh, you'll definitely you'll definitely always see goals when you come and watch Yaxi, whether it's for us or against us. Um, we can almost guarantee goals. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, it must be great for the spectator. Uh, leading on to spectators, obviously an average attendance this year of 137. Um, again, that's something that needs to be looked at. I know we all talk about it and how can we do things to get more more spectators, more people coming to watch us. But obviously at this level of football work that we are now, step four, um, you know, 137, realistically, to be a sustainable club at this level, we need to be looking at an average attendance of 200 to 250 people a week. Um, so again, that's something that needs to be reflected on and looked up for next season. How we do that, how can we do that as a club, how can we do that as a community? Um, I think that's the biggest thing, the community. How can we involve the rest, the rest of the village? Um, but again, you know, we've talked about it in the past, but hopefully something, something um, 
can be done. Small steps, small steps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to, you know, so really to review the season from my point of view, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, and there's one game, to be honest, that really, really it stands out in my mind. And I think it probably best describes our season. And that is Shepshed Dynamo away. 2-0 down, 4-2 up, 4-0. Final result. I think if I had to sum our whole season up, that would probably be the game. Um, but as I said, a lot of highs this season. Stamford away, lower stuffed in the um, FA Trophy. Um, but obviously some lows and stuff like that. Um, as in, you know, home games, um, conceding quite a lot of goals at home and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we've had we've had some big scores against us. Um, but as I said, that's something that needs to be reflected and looked on for next season. Maybe uh, maybe we change a little bit harder to beat. Um, but yeah, you know, um, also I'd like to say while on this, a, a big thanks to obviously Peter United. Um, the link that we've got with them now is is brilliant. Um, a lot of people will see, um, obviously, when when we've had the lads in, they've done really well, uh, which has helped us. But also, um, I've heard great reviews from the coaches at Peterborough that it's also helped them as well. So it, it's they're helping us, but we're also helping the players as well to develop. So that's it's great to hear. Obviously, Connor Peters, uh, Hamid Ashola and uh, Will Larkin uh, came in. Um, Will's now got obviously a pro. Uh, Connor unfortunately uh, has been um, didn't get a pro, um, but and then Hamid's still got one year left on his contract. So all three contributed um, this season, um, and also as as did others. I mean, we used forty seven players this season. So uh, yeah, just take take a minute to let that sink in. 47 players made at least one appearance for Yaxley this season. That's a lot of players. Um, obviously, we would like to uh, reduce that right down for next season and probably uh, probably get to that word that we all look for is a, a, consistency, a consistency of level of playing, a consistency level of um, may, may a squad. So, um, again, that's something that's going to be reflected on and what can we do better to uh, not not use 47 players basically on that we lost scott at this point but thankfully we got him back fairly quickly here's part two on that though though uh the 47 players that obviously um we did use this year um personally uh and from the management side of the team and i think from from everyone at the club would like to say thank you uh you know for uh for for playing for us um so thanks out, thanks to them lot, and also um, thanks to uh, the six goalkeepers that we used this year. I mean, take take a minute for that one to sink in as well. Six goalkeepers used this season. Um, like I said before, uh, Yaxley is a club like no other. <laughs> but what I would like to say also is a big thanks to um, everyone because I think it's important when 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 people say we. Uh, I don't mean that as um, just us as a first team. I think we should uh, obviously be involved with the whole, the whole thing, the whole club, 
from the top down, president, chairmen, committee, volunteers, physios, management, first team, junior teams, junior managers, um, parents that bring their junior players. Um, I've, you know, from me personally, I'd like to say thank you for the season. Um, I, I, on a whole, I think it's been a good season throughout the whole club and everything like that. Um, so hopefully next season uh, we can cr- progress uh, and a l- little bit better. So, yeah, that's just a quick review for you, James. Hope that helps. Up the cuckoos. The final word, of course, on the podcast has to go um, to the man that we finally got on. He's appeared on the uh, Northern Premier League show a lot of times. Um, but obviously it's important to get him on the cuckoos cast because he's, uh, he's our main man. Um Andy Fennell, tell us about the season from your perspective. Um, I suppose best start from the beginning of the season. Um, the switching of leagues was a bit of a nightmare for us as we'd obviously sourced quite a few players from south of Yaxley um, in and around the Cambridge area. So obviously we lost eight players initially um, right through the middle of the team, um, which is not easy for anybody to do. Uh, we lost Dan Bacciro as well the week before the season started, so nine in total. Um, which, you know, uh, going into the Northern League, which is predominantly a harder league, uh, we had a bit of a rough pre-season and just trying to drag players in and and make something of something. Um, We managed to get a good result away at PSL in the final sort of game of the pre-season, which if we hadn't have done that, um, probably would have... Uh, made things a lot harder because it just set a bit of belief in that we could actually we could actually play and we actually weren't a bad side when we uh, sort of set our minds out um, straight into the season. Obviously, never going to be easy. Uh, good result against Spalding at home, completely unexpected. Nobody expected us to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then slowly, obviously, we we piece things together. We've bringing players in from Peterborough United, bring players in from PSL on dual regs. We managed to we managed to get ourselves into a position where we felt we could be competitive. Um, obviously, December being a huge, huge month for us. Um, Matty coming back, Matty Sparrow coming back um, after his lengthy ban um, was another sort of sort of kick up the arse that the, the team or the club needed in general. I think um, you know, we went on on a really good run. I think we won every game in December. You know, we beat Stamford away. We've doubled Spalding this year. We've won away at Carlton, so we've we've had we've had some good results. We've obviously had some beatings as well, um, but that I'll put that down to the the manner in which we play. Um, you know, for me, <coughs> I don't like to be ultra defensive. I don't think we can be. Um, I look at some of the results from the teams that went down. They were close games, but they were losing by two or three goals. We got we got some good idings, but we also went and beat teams and. At the end of the day, beating teams gets you three points. So that was the out, sort of the attitude towards, and I think that's kind of my attitude towards football as well. Is that um, I'm not negative in the way we play. I try to try to get us into situations where we can score goals, um, create chances. Um, but sometimes we're not always ruthless. We always create chances, but we're not always ruthless. But yeah, we've also became a little bit dogged as well. Um, I.e., the Stamford result. Um, <clears throat> which I thoroughly thought we deserved um, with the stats and things like that. We created nine chances in that game. They had more possession, um, which you know you expect them to. They're a, they're a huge club at this level. 
Um, but I felt we were value, and you know that, that them sort of things it, they go down in folklore um, within within the club history and stuff like that. You know, and there's not really any times that we beat Stamford, especially away. Um, but yeah, no, it, in all. Um, it's probably been the toughest season, definitely managing-wise, because of um, lack of availabilities, uh, losing players, trying to get players in, um, trying to get some consistency, and obviously a few issues behind the scenes, which which we, you know, we seem to battle sort of season on season, which hopefully will be sort of rectified and. It, you know, that's one less thing we have to contain, sorry, contend with um, as managerial team. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a relief to get to the end of the season because it's been hard work. I think COVID um, has made a massive impression on last season for a lot of people. A lot of players having committed themselves to Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays for a long time, let's call decades, if you like, with some of them. Um, to then not do anything for months and months on end, to go back to that routine was tough. Um, so it was very hard for people to self-motivate. Um, and I'm guessing that's a similar conquest across the across the uh, sort of footballing spectrum. But we suffered from it quite badly at Yaxley last season. But at the end of the day, you know, we got we got some great results in. Um, once again, I always feel we've good value for money for a, for a paying supporter to come and watch. There's always going to be goals. There's always going to be action. There's always something going on. Um, I'd like us not to concede so many goals, but in the greater context, if we have to score more than we concede to win games, that's what we have to do. Um, this season going forward, we're looking to um, bring in a few new faces. Hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully we can... Uh, we can sort of start the season well, which has always been an issue um, with you actually because of the fact of what's around us and what we have to compete with. And we don't always get players commit to us early on and they'll go to other clubs and potentially sort of sit on people's benches for so long and then they realise they don't want to do that anymore. And that's when we start picking up as a season because we can start bringing players in. Um, we don't compete financially. We're nowhere near uh, the, the local clubs around our area. Um, that our level, especially um, even clubs below, you know, they've, they've got as much, if not more, money than we have. Um, but when you have a club, when you've got four or five players that have made over 200, 300, 400 appearances, that says a lot about the the character with characters within the dressing room, the environmental, the environment which the players um, come into. It's always a case if I can get you in the door. I think you like it and I think you stay, but it's getting you in the door, um, which has always been the problem. Um, but yeah, you don't get that very often with the loyalty and the sheer volume of appearances and goals. You know, Dotty obviously getting 200 for the club is, uh, is a massive, massive achievement for anybody um, to be at one club, especially at one club. And it's not been over that many games. <clears throat> it's not like he's done it over five or 600 games. He's done it over less than 300, I believe. So his percentage and a lot of that time he's been spent at wing back. So you know that's it's a big plaudits to him as well. But yeah, I mean to to cap the season off, obviously we got ourselves in a position where we were safe. Um, that run of games 
took the pressure off you like us hugely, um, which has allowed us to to sort of mix and match the team to make sure everybody's had a fair crack of the whip. Not ideal, um, and I wouldn't have done it if we'd have been under pressure. But you know, with with the situation we was in, um, we managed to get most people, you know, minutes and and yeah, some liked it, some didn't. But it it, it was all done with best intentions. But yeah, so uh, positive season. Um, obviously now we've confirmed we're staying in the Northern League, which I would have preferred personally. The Southern League is a hell of a lot easier. Um, you know, looking at what happened in that league that we came out of with North League getting promoted. I mean, last game we played in the Southern League, we played at home to North League, beating five nil, and that side weren't much different to what what got promoted. Um, you know, um, obviously with some of the strongest teams out of that league following us with. Your Howes Owens, your Coles Hills, and teams like that, Corbys to an extent. I'm just talking the size of club um, in general, and obviously going in with your Stamfords and you know your Ilkestons and your Belpers and teams like that. It's a tough, tough league, but it also brings a lot of entertainment. It challenges the players. Um, we've had better games, better, better feelings in wins and. Obviously, we've had some some wax as well, but uh, yeah, so now we know where we are with it. <clears throat> Still got some good local derbies in there, um, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's just a case now of uh, piecing everything back together again, and hopefully getting a strong pre-season and starting a season with a with a strong side, rather than having to wait those few months to start picking people off. But um, no, there's some good things in in the process. Uh, can't reveal too much because obviously nothing's done until it's done. But um, hopefully we'll have two or three more good players in, and you know we can be competitive. But... And there you have it, folks. 2021-2022 in the bag, um, with just a few weeks to spare before pre-season. And uh, we'll probably do um, a podcast about some of the changes going on at the club with the ladies team coming in and the uh, quite ex- exciting uh, pre-season friendlies, um, maybe in a couple of weeks. Um, but we'll have a little break between now and then. It only remains for me to be saying thank you to anyone who's uh, picked up on the show, listened, downloaded, streamed it, told a friend, um love it hate it all of that stuff um it's just great to be talking about uh about the club and hopefully another successful season ahead so uh yeah thanks a lot and uh, we'll see you next season